Hi, my name is Jonathan, and this is Relatable. In today's episode, I'll be interviewing my friend, Angel. So, welcome to Relatable. Um, today we're speaking with my friend, Angel. Hello. Uh, that's his voice. Um, I'm sure you know mine. Uh, and that's Angel. Um, Angel and I have known each other for now, like, ten years. Forever, I think, because we're yeah. relatives. It's funny because... Well, it was, oh, I wish I would have kept that. So, when I was moving... So I just moved into the new apartment, and when I was moving, I found an old journal of mine, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, I don't need it, so I threw it in the trash. I don't know. I don't like keeping, I mean, but I went through it, and I was reading them, and, like, that one was the one where, I don't know why I threw it away, but that was the one where I was like, oh, there's this person that I like, um, it's a guy, I don't know how my feelings are, so that whole journal was... In, in there uh-huh. um, but towards like, the end of the wait like you're acknowledging like gay feelings kind of yeah. a thing oh. like in college um, but and like the first time I was at Martha's Vineyard and all this stuff there in like Springfield and at the end of the the journal there were some pages and it was like uh, I just met this really cool person named Angel hey. and he works in Branson on this like, <laughs> magic show and like other stuff. And then it was like, uh, we really got along all this stuff. And then it was just talking about how I feel like we we're going to be really good friends. And it was like the end of tw- like 20, 2006. Uh-huh. And then, because I met you guys like at the end of you guys, I think like the week or two before you guys were leaving. Yes. It was so weird. Yeah. And then I was like, well, we'll probably never talk. And then I think we would, like, aim, talk. Some, something like that. And then I just remember coming back, and then it that return, I think, was just, like, the beginning of everything else. Yeah. Well, you returned with, like, my hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? And... Yeah, that's right. What happened? I don't even remember. Because, you know, I'd, at that time, I didn't really have a whole lot of choice with my hair. It was just like, do whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. But, yeah, we ended up having the same. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That, that was and when funny. you came when you came back, you were like, I'm not drinking right now. Yeah. And every time we would hang out, people were like, are you guys dating? And instead of like. Trying oh, that's to right. Because explain... you were not drinking. So we were kind of like the only sober and only. Um, Hispanic people there, so we were like an ano- yeah. anomalies all the way around. Yeah, and people were always like, "Are you dating?" And we were like, "No." And it was just easier for us to say we're cousins mm-hmm. than actually like explain it to people of like how we know each other. Because I think even once I was in Springfield and someone came up to me and they're like, "Angel," and I was like, "No, <laughs> that's my cousin." But that was also the time where we had like the same hair yeah and there's like four like hispanic people in springfield and they're like oh these two look exactly the same i think they're interchangeable it was easier for the white people to process us as cousins i think than explain the fact that we can be friends yeah it's like what that doesn't that's weird but yeah um that was 2007 and then we went on that trip to new york that was so much fun and that was that was amazing that was like that's the only time I've been to New York. Um, still? Still, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I keep meaning to go back, but every time I think about that, I think of Mr. Black 
I love me that. falling down the stairs at Budokan. That was. <laughs> <laughs> That was like the best, like, because, okay, we both stay away from certain, like, Mexican stereotypes, but that was, like, the, like, most epic Mexican soap opera of all. <laughs> but I also feel like it was very, like, um, I, I always feel like Sex in the City. Yeah. Um, I think in one of the episodes they They, they filmed there, yeah. They filmed there, but I f- also feel like that's something that one of them would have done, like... Charlotte. Yeah, because what did I even do? Like, I, I feel like everyone was already at the table. Yes, okay. And so I it's went like upstairs for something. This enormously long table that I think sits like 20 people or something, right? Something. It was insane, a lot yeah. of us. And it was right at the foot of the stair, or like, I don't know, how would you say the feet, the foot of like, it was right at the bottom of the stairs. And it's like this two-way kind of like Titanic staircase but it just leads straight down and it's made out of all shiny like marble yeah and it was snowing so like my shoes were wet yeah and i was just like being very careful and then boop 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 boop, boop. <laughs> you just slipped all the way down <laughs> and landed on a thump but then you just kind of like bounced back up and you have you already kind of have like this very endearing smile and you just kind of like bounce back up with like this little childlike smile <laughs> And smirk, and everybody was like, "Oh!" <laughs> but it was—it's like embarrassing. I know. In retrospect, but at the same I think time you're just like, uh, "Yeah, that just happened in front of all of these people." Afterwards, I think we even at that moment, I think we laughed about it more after the fact than mm-hmm. in the moment. Like in the moment, everybody was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what just happened?" <laughs> but afterwards, it was just hilarious because yeah, just replaying it back in my head. <laughs> It was like the funniest thing. That was very funny. Yeah, that was a good, a good time. That was a good week. Um, and then we walked a lot. I've never walked so much. In, I don't think in my life. We, I think we walked like the whole entire city in the first night. I don't see. I don't think the walking bothered me at all because we also were, like, walk like well walking here. Like if I was to walk to like the Grove here, a. There's giant mountains. Yeah. But but in New York, we would walk, but we would stop along... Like, we were like, okay, we're going Oh, yeah, this I was like a little away. tour guide. Yeah, but we would stop at, like, these little shops and, like, do other stuff. So it wasn't just, like, this continuous walk, 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 walk. So it didn't even feel like you were walking far. And then when you were like, okay, let's go back, that's when you're like, we walked this far? Yeah. Like, I think we walked the whole entire 13 miles. It's it was insane, but I I I don't think like it didn't seem like strenuous or laborious or whatever. Yeah, the the night that we left or the morning that we left, uh, Mister Blocks or whatever, and then we walked all the way to Central Park. It was really cool because um, with that city having just um, this like innate buzz and like always being so busy. It was really cool to see um, it just kind of, like, start to wake up. Because during that time, like, there wasn't as much, like, madness or, you know, whatever. So you could just see, like, the the flowers being delivered or whatever was being delivered. And, like, the doors Mm -hmm. opening up and people just kind of, like, waking up. And it was was really... I don't think I've ever had that moment 
any other time. So it was really cool to just kind of like walk through it while it's still kind of quiet, but like, you know, the yeah. there's cabs everywhere still, but yeah, but it's a different perspective yeah. of the city yeah, it was that really you, cool that you see in like TV and stuff. Right. But yeah, that trip was good. That was 2007. And then the next year I moved away. Like, it's funny because to think about our relationship, like how long we've known each other. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of our relationship began in Branson and Springfield. Yes. And I don't feel like there may have been as much afterwards. Because I feel, I mean, I still feel like we're close. But I feel like in that year or that year and that two years, we became really, 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 really close. Yeah. To have had a friendship that has lasted this long. Oh, yeah. Well, we would see each other every weekend. Yeah. Um, like. Okay, so. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we would see each other. Yeah. Branson was like, what, 15 minutes away from Springfield or? Yeah. Springfield. Like 15, yeah, 15, 20 minutes. No, like 45, I thought, like 45, 50. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, because if it was 15... Maybe. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was a little longer then. Yeah, because um, it was like 45, because I remember leaving and having to go to run to um, run to uh, Martha's or whatever before last call, and then we had like literally an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's when like all of the work began <laughs> in preparation <laughs> for like yeah. the, the weekend yeah. craziness. The after hours. Yeah, there was like the sidewalk sale and... All of the Springfield people are probably, like, if you're listening, you're probably laughing and you're taking... Well, if they're still there, because so many of them have, like, moved out of there. Because it's, like, that's where everyone goes to college. And then... Yeah. Well, I mean, all of the people that were at Springfield at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we remember that. Yeah. All the smells of, like, things and taste buds, I'm sure, are <laughs> somehow rekindling. <laughs> yeah. It was good times. Um, but then, yeah, like 2008, we decided to take that. Well, I moved to California and then I was moving my stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. And so we made a road trip out of it and took a week Mm -hmm. and then we, yep. We stopped and visited your friend. Yes. Asshole. Asshole. (laughs) And then we dropped you off and that lady accosted us at Walmart which a tag stupid <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't make sense why she was being so hostile over like an extra plastic bag i just wanted another bag so that i could put all of the stuff that we bought that's gonna yeah that's gonna go tra- yeah, like, like trash yeah and it's not like it's not like it's california where they're like sure you can have a bag it's 10 cents that lady literally just would not give us a bag yeah she was just like no it was a weird it was, thing. It, but it was weird. like very angry about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I actually found all those tapes because we, yeah, we set our my camcorder back my back in the day camcorder on the dash and recorded our whole trip, um, and I just found them the other day when I was moving. I was like, oh, there's like twenty tapes in here that I need to like go through because I never like went in and turn them into anything if only we had like all of the like lives you know like all of those um that would have been fun 
The what? Like, you know, like Facebook Live or like Instagram videos uh, or like Snapchat yeah. or whatever. But Snapchat is so short that it, yeah. it, we would need something lengthier. Yeah. We would have to like edit it down to like 10 seconds of our of our trip. Because it was a lot of like me asking you questions um, kind of stuff. And then the moments that should have been captured, like if in my editing mind or like in my like director mind... The moments that would have been like awesome were to have that those scenes where like we're in the um, the gas station in Branson getting ready to leave, and then I'm buying like all of this water, and you're like, "Why are you buying so much water? There's going to be water there," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's going to be like some toothless person offering us some, you know, their own stickered water," <laughs> and it was exactly that scene yeah. like later on, and yeah. you just looked at me. <laughs> That was really funny because you just like looked at me and I gave you the look back like I told you so and you're like uh, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, you're like I was like oh I get it. Yeah. Um, but it was I mean that was a really good trip that was that was a good week. Yeah. And then I still didn't even know where I was moving when I moved here. You didn't have like a plan. I thought you had like it planned out. No. No, I figured I would stay with my cousins until I found somewhere to live. Because at oh, first, yeah. I was like, when I was looking at places, I was like, oh, Echo Park sounds nice. Like, <laughs> maybe there. And then I remember actually driving through it and was like, I don't want to live there. And then I was like, maybe the valley, like Burbank area. And then I drove through Burbank and I was like, oh, if the whole valley is like this, I'm going to move here. And then I went down and visited my my family in Orange County. And then I found someone on Craigslist to live with, and I lived with her and her son in a one-bedroom apartment. I lived in the bedroom, and she lived in the living room for, like, six months until she moved to, like, San Francisco, I think. I don't have a whole lot of recollection on this one. Yeah, it was it was brief. Yeah. It wasn't... <clears throat> it wasn't like I think I do remember you saying like yeah I'm gonna move in with this lady or whatever and then it was um, yeah but yeah I don't remember it wasn't I guess as dynamic as that other couple Ugh. <laughs> yeah that couple I think after yeah after I after I lived with Lori I moved in with with Karen and then that whole thing just was crazy but the way that ended was actually really good because my friend Rachel yeah who was in the first episode mm-hmm. of this is how is is from that living together like Rachel came and subletted the apartment from right from them and then we got kicked out and then I moved in with Tara <laughs> and I lived with her forever and in like multiple places right in multiple places in a house in their back house and then we had a house in Burbank, and then I moved out and was living with Addie, and then I just moved out, and now I'm living with Tara's boyfriend, oh, Terry, man. Tara and Terry, she can't get away and, from and Tony, <laughs> uh, Tony... It's a whole lot is, of T's. Yeah, and a day, J, T-T-J, J-T squared, <laughs> J-T squared, um, that's what we'll call it, um, but yeah, they're cool, I live with my dog, and... Terry just got a dog, and it's a puppy, and it just, it's interesting. What kind of a dog? Um, not that I would know, but what kind Black. of... Black. 
okay. <laughs> it's black. It's a. It's. He's like it's a mix of blah blah. It's a mutt. It's black. It's cute. Her name's Daisy. Um, Daisy Adair. That's what I call her. Um, That's a cute name, Daisy Adair. But yeah, could be like it's a from, roller girl name. It's from. Um, do you ever watch Dead Like Me? I don't believe I have. It was that Brian Fuller show on Showtime. It's really good. Um, but one of the girls' name was Daisy, and she she was like this white, like pure looking lady like and her name was Daisy Daisy Adair let me see if I can find a picture because I want to show you her you'll be like oh yeah she looks like a like a Daisy (laughs) can you see my screen I can see the reflection of your screen on your glasses Oh, okay. Daisy. Yeah. Daisy Adair. Wait, she was in some... She was Her name's in... Laura Harris, if everyone wants to take a look at what she looks like. Yeah, she wasn't she like in another show like a long time ago? It's like this weird... Does she have kind of like a kind of raspy, wispy voice? Yeah, she's like... She used to be in like this show like a million years ago. And it was like this weird like... <clears throat> teenager show or something and it was I don't know The fa- she was in the movie The Faculty no this was like a long time ago yeah go back to her thingamabob sorry we're on IMDB right now you know yeah uh, My Little Ponytails no Beanie and Cecil um 15 maybe yeah I think this was it no is it it was, I don't remember. Yeah, that's it. That was it? Yeah. Oh, man. I've never heard of this show. Yeah, it was like, we. it's like weird, but she would always have like this like odd, like she was up to something, but she was a good girl way huh. of doing, I don't know, it was like very, very peculiar. Canadian. It's from Canada. Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Canadia. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, it was... We we and I, I was we were calling her random names. We were calling her Penelope. We were calling her Grace. And then one day I said Daisy, and she looked at me. And, and I was just like, I was like, I think that's her name. Um, but yeah, let's talk about you. Ooh, my favorite so, subject. Uh, your favorite <laughs> subject. Um, so we talked about us. Um, tell me some stuff. Well, we kind about of you. briefly talked about us. Oh yeah, we can go I will on probably for like interject. Yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, okay, so what? Okay, just ask me questions, and then that'll probably be the, that's always the easiest. Okay, so tell me, tell me about your family, where you grew up, and yeah. Okay, so I was born in Mexico, raised in LA. <laughs> um, that's usually like how I always begin that. Um, is that how when you, when people meet you and you're like, they're like where are you from? Do you say from LA or do you say from Mexico? Okay, so it's kind of this long. Um, I don't remember what movie it was from or what, um, and it's that's funny because it just right now hit me of why how 
how and why I started saying it that way. There was like a move. This is so, it's such an interesting process. You know I'm going to do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, um, so there was a moment, like there was a movie, something like um, a while back ago, and it like it had like this kind of like gay undertone or whatever. And the, one of the girls says like, I like my coach, but I love my Prada. Like, it was just something like that. So I don't know if you like, while I'm talking, like, Google or type it up or whatever. But um, okay. it was this thing. And it was either, like, a TV show or um, a movie or something. And then my friend, Zach, and I um, were... I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. Yes, that. That. It's from Bianca Stratford in, um, what's call it? 10 things I hate about you. Okay, yeah, that's totally a Zach thing. So um, he would say this all of the time, and it was just so annoying because he would just, like, he would do it for everything. Like, you know, um, like, I love my blah, 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 but I like my in and out Or, like, you know, just whatever it was, he, it was just, like, a continuous thing, and it was just so annoying. So one day when people, during this time, people, like, asked me, like, oh, where are you from, blah, 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 because I was new to Las Vegas, so um, I was always kind of used to saying, you know, um, I was raised in L.A., but I was born in Mexico. Um, but then I started saying I was born in Mexico, but I was raised in LA. like it just that kind of delivery, I think, kind of just started taking on then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I would add like any respectable Mexican word, mm-hmm. unless, of course, then, you know, like not to like down anybody for going to Arizona or Texas or whatever, <laughs> but. The hub is L.A. <laughs> um, so then I was raised there in L.A. until, like, I was there from, like, 5 to um, 16, I believe, 16. Yeah, 16. And then I was dragged to Las Vegas. Dragged? Yeah, I did not want to go. I did not want to move here. Um, I had, like, my whole life that I had in my mind set out in California. I um, was like the just the, this nerdy, overachieving kid that was going to like, you know, accomplish so much <laughs> um, in my life there. And um, when I was pulled away, <laughs> um, it just didn't, it, it was like, ev- not only did I not want to be here, but everything that, happened subsequently was just more of an assurance that this was not the place for me to be but it turned it ended up turning out really good like the people that I met the experiences because of moving here and everything um I don't think that I would ever take that back but at that time you know you're in high school so like everything is so much more amplified um and um I had just worked so hard to, for all of the, like, academic, like, you know, academically, school-wise and stuff, like, um, I was working so hard to have a certain goal or outcome, and then Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate the fact that I had to move. That makes sense. Yeah, but, like I said, everything, um... But, I mean, you were also, you're 16? Yes. Do you feel like... I mean, your goals at 16 are completely different from your goals, like... Um, yes and no. 
Because in since, like I was l- well, no. I think my goals once I came to America, um, <laughs> started changing. <laughs> well, America. <laughs> one at okay. So like you know, like when you're little and they ask you like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. My an astronaut. Yeah, mine was always a saint. Like I wanted to be a saint <laughs> when I grew up. But then like the nuns would say, you can't. Little boys just can't be saints. And I was like, well, why? And they're like. Because they can't. And I'm like, but that's what I want to be. You ask me what I want to be, you know. And, like, as a little kid, you're very um, literal and just kind of, like, direct with things. So then when they said I couldn't be a saint, then I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll settle for a priest. And then when I couldn't be a priest... Oh, no. Then I went went to school one day and I was, like, told the nun... I asked the nun if she... um, like really excitedly because the cliffhanger for the telenovela that I was watching mm-hmm. was like super exciting. And I asked her if she happened to watch that episode and she's like, little boys who want to be priests can't watch telenovelas. And I'm like, um, okay, well then this is not working out for me. <laughs> so it was public school after that. <laughs> Got it. Um, but I feel like ever, like since I was young, I was always kind of, um, went between art and like some sort of psychological realm um so it, at 16 yeah i think i was probably leaning more towards like the fashiony sense mm-hmm. so um yeah that kind of switched after, after a while like these are the life experiences you know um surprisingly brand like there was that one moment in branson where i definitely stopped and looked around and i was like okay i started having a conversation with one individual about how to live their life or how what my philosophy on life was and then all of a sudden like i was so into this conversation that i didn't realize that this drinking part like it was you know you know those part like you know the parties there like it was there was not not much to do um yeah so um i didn't realize that in my conversation or during the conversation i had like accumulated like 20 um late teen early 20 kids (laughs) just kind of like sitting around me and then like listening to everything that i was saying and then i was like oh well Maybe my point of view is interesting, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I just kind of... That whole traveling, um, learning about people's behavior, learning about the the, the things that we have in common and, um, like, the you know, appreciating the differences and all of that just kind of led me to where I'm at now. Good. And I love where I'm at now. Yeah. And when when you... So what would you say is the main thing that made you decide to go and go back to school? It was a combination of things. Like, it was kind of like... Okay, so I, I've... Um, I'm one of those people that probably has been known to say, like, um, things happen for a reason. But recently, I am in this cohort where one individual like will kind of combat you saying like things happen for a reason because it like takes away your control and like Mm -hmm. um so now i have to like 
overthink all of these things. So it's like, ugh, why can't I just say things just to say them? Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I mean, yeah, go ahead. Never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. It's like, um, okay. So anyway, so everything seemed to kind of coincide. Um, my mom was going through a divorce and that kind of, um, uh, brought up some like financial situations that um, would benefit for me from moving back and then um, I think that it was also like time you mm-hmm. know um, I for as t- how do I say this for like a sarcastic sarcastic or um, kind of like you know pseudo tough that sometimes I may try to put out. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like a big softy and like huge on, everybody knows that I'm like huge on family. So Mm -hmm. the traveling, it kind of starts taking a toll on you. You know, like um, you, you're with like your core group, like my magic, my little magic family, like they were amazing and I love them all. And I would, you know, like do anything for any of them. Um, But like my like my biological family um like I would miss them all of the time and you know I would only be able to see them like certain times out of the year and um it was just starting getting to like I don't think that I think that it was just kind of starting to become my time and then um um the relate like I'm huge on relationships and like building relationships with like different people and stuff um everybody kind of had like a, a exp- expiration, you know, like mm-hmm. if we were in a certain place for a certain time, then, then I would meet those people and then I would have to say goodbye. And I was like, Oh my God, the first time, the first, our first, very first like uh gig, which was like, I think maybe like two and a half months or th- max or two months or something like that, six weeks or something. I somehow f- like f- fell in love with everybody and I was like a mess when I had to like say goodbye to them and it was like that every single time and it was just like yeah my poor little heart couldn't handle it so yeah it just happened to work out so my mom was going through that um um and then I think it just it like I felt the gravitation just pulling me to like you should go back to school and you should consider some you know you should consider this path instead mm-hmm and everybody was really support like everybody was really supportive and then when i would say that you know when i would mention that this is what i wanted to do everybody's like yeah of course this is it makes sense yeah you're like oh yeah that's that's where you're going like you could see it yeah it was in your path yeah exactly and how long left do you have oh <laughs> <laughs> so um my estimated graduate date for my master's is to um, December of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Are you getting a doctorate? I'm kind of debating on that. So um, some people say that, like, the only reason to ha- to get a doctorate in this field, like, is if you're going to do, like, um, teaching. Like, if you're going to mm-hmm. be, like, a teacher or if you're... Um, or if you really want to further like your research background or whatever, because it's more research based. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to teach. I don't think, and I not at this like moment in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to c- 
do more research. I would rather have like more, um, like experiential experience. Um, and then that's like, I know I heard that too. Experiential. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so I don't know, I might, I might later, but the more I'm in this, um, graduate program, the more I see myself just kind of like doing work that will probably help like underprivileged communities or like underserviced communities. Like I just like, I see myself like not wanting to, like I see myself wanting to be financially like good. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh, I know that my like heartstrings are just going to get pulled in this direction. And yeah. This is what I'm going to do now that it's a bad thing, but I find, I think I found like ways where like I have to get, so right after school, I have to have, um, um, like internships. And I think mm-hmm. in those internships, I'll probably hit that community like really, really hard. Cause I have to make up those hours anyway. Yeah. So it just kind of will, I'll get that experience and then see if that's, you know, really where, where I want to be. And then, then after that, I can start robbing white people from the money. <laughs> well, um, you know, Tara's mom yes. is a psychologist. And do you, did I, do you know where she works? No. So she works at this place called, um, I think it's Village Family Services. Uh-huh. And it's here in the Valley. And they specialize in gay and lesbian, gay and lesbian I put a D at the end, um, like homeless youth oh. and their families. And which is, is funny because she, she's like, oh yeah, they're like, you know, like most of the people that work there speak Spanish and like they're going through all of this with their family and it's really, really hard. I didn't realize it was like so hard for them. And I feel like it may be harder for like a Hispanic family than like a white family to have a gay kid. That was like the most amazing seamless pivot. Um, Let's move into this. (laughs) Like that was just beautiful. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that could have gone any better. (laughs) It's, it's it's my bridge sentence. Yeah. That was like amazement. I was like, Thank you. I totally know where this is going. And this is just like, <laughs> like just perfection. Yeah. Um, yes, I could see that. I could totally, uh, I fortunately did not have that experience. Yeah. I, um, like I had pink tennis shoes when I was like, you know, younger or like there was this, um, there was this like TV personality. Her name was Shusha. This is, you won't know. <laughs> it's X-U-X-A. And she okay. used to date this uh, Brazilian soccer player named Pelé. Which, Boys for Pelé is one of Tori Amos's, like, my favorite album. So it's, like, all, like, a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but, like, I would have, like, her little jelly shoes. Um, I was able to just kind of express my, my mom just gave, she said, you know, just kind of, like, be who you are. Um, At a very young age, too, yes. Yeah, like out of the womb yeah. well she says that if she, that she, um when she was pregnant with me she wanted to have a girl and if she didn't have a girl then she was hoping for a gay son so oh. i kind of feel that maybe if i didn't if i wasn't already gay that i would maybe kind of be raised gay 
<laughs> I don't know how that would have worked out. Interesting. My mom thought I was going to be a girl until I popped out. I was going to be named Tiffany, which is my sister's name. Oh. And they're like, it's a boy. Oh, wait, they didn't do like this whole gender reveal <clears throat> thing that people do now? <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that I don't think you could tell. You're not like in the 1950s. I don't know. I think that maybe could... maybe my baby penis was like super tiny and they couldn't tell it. Like, but your family is out. Mexican. They couldn't judge by like the how high her stomach was. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they did. <laughs> or how wide but her they, hips were. They all believed it was going to be a girl. Uh-huh. And I was my name was going to be Tiffany. And then when I came out, they were like, "Oh, let's name him Jonathan." Uh-huh. And then my sister was an accident. Um, Surprise. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, they named her Tiffany Nicole because I think my one of them wanted Tiffany, one of them wanted Nicole. Gotcha. Um, but I always thought I was like, I wonder if that's why I was gay. Like maybe my mom was like, it's gonna be a girl, bake as a girl, bake as a girl, <laughs> and then it's like, no, I'm a boy. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, if that because they do, you know, like. There are things with um, if the mother is, like, unhappy or, like, not really mm-hmm. wanting to have the child, the child will come out, like, super angry and, like, super charged up. So I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, this kind of, like, feminine thinking um, <laughs> plugs in some sort of, like... <laughs> or, uh-huh. or, here's my other thing. Okay. It could be, or, I was gay already in the womb, right. and... Basically, the feminine from me yes. was making my mom go, I think I'm going to have a girl. Yeah. And I think that's how, you know. Yeah. It's like me dancing in a field with, like, flowers <laughs> flying everywhere. My mom's like, I'm going to have a little girl and I'm going to name her Tiffany. Like, <laughs> no, I'm a boy. You'll have a boy that's running around with the flowers swelling everywhere. So Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. Um, that could be. <laughs> My mom, I think, just wanted a girl because I think she's just like dressing girls, and then her, her like all of her friends, um, growing up, I think, were all gay men. Mm. So my mom would sometimes compete like in, like these beauty pageants or whatever. So she felt more comfortable with like um, gay men. They were like they would always kind of just. You know, you know how like it works. Like it's like, a, like hyping them up and like helping them with whatever. Yeah. And then, um, I think she might have had like some mistrust with like her female friends or whatever competition or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she always had like a lot of like gay male friends. So she was like, okay, well, yeah. if I don't have a girl, then I hope to have. A gay boy instead. So then so, there was me. So. Did you ever come out? To okay, your so yes, that was kind of interesting, because um, it was like unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like I think, mostly, I, th- I feel like it was just me saying, okay, I think I'm ready to date. And if you, n- knowing what you know of the relationship my mom and I have. It was kind of like, I'm ready to see other people. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's not so much like, um, not necessarily like a, like a, it, the wording and the verbiage was kind of coming out, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> the, the meaning behind it was, I think like, I'm ready to, to start seeing people <laughs> and, um, because of the relationship my mom have, I, and I have had kind of like more of like a co-parent married couple kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then that just, I think that's what it was. Cause I was just kind of like, there was, you know, somebody that I, um, you know, like high school crushes or whatever. And I just, I've, I've, my whole entire life, I've been able to, um, talk to her about like everything, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. And so that was one of the things that, um, that I was, I wanted to, you know, start being able to have those conversations about. And, um, yeah, so I think that's, that's what mainly, that's what it was mainly about. So, um, being the emotional person that I am, I think I just kind of like went into a room and I sat down and I started talking and I said, you know, like, I basically just wanted to make it concrete because it was everybody like, you know, everybody knew, like I wasn't like hiding who I was. It wasn't, um, and I was always very encouraged to be who I am and, um, being myself and everything that comes with that. And so I just kind of had that moment and then I started crying and she's like, uh, yeah. And then, then I was like, okay, well, but I want to start seeing people. (laughs) And what age was that? Um, I was living here. So I want to say I was already in high school. Okay. So like 16 probably. So you just moved here then? Yeah. Because in, in when, okay, so my family had moved to Las Vegas before, um, before I did. So they moved here first and then I stayed, um, I stayed a semester living with my cousin Claudia. Hi, Claudia. Um, (laughs) I know she's going to be listening. And so, um, I lived with her for a semester and that semester was like life that's when I feel like I had all of like my gay experiences um Mm. that's when I like tried out different substances Mm. um like I think smoking was probably started then um like just Knowing who I, like, you knowing who I am, like, I think that's when I was just, like, able to be a teenager. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of been responsible, and, like, I've always had, like, these responsibilities and, like, all these things. You know, I was kind of like an adult at the age of, when was my brother born? At the age of seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So from then on, like, I, I was just kind of always, like, you know, like a little mini adult, so that it was kind of like summer you know how like everybody has that representation of summer or that like image of summer where like everything is like woohoo freedom mm-hmm. so that that semester was like so much like i lived and i will always 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 be very grateful for um my cousin to um to just kind of uh foster and like give me those opportunities like you know give me the opportunity to like stay there even if it was for a short while that mm-hmm short while is so crucial in so many of the things, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So, so since you came out, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in high school, were you ever teased, and how did you? Okay, so <laughs> I feel like I was always teased because mm-hmm. um, I've all I've always kind of been me. So there was never really like hiding me. Um, mm-hmm. And then when we came to the country, my mom would dress me like how she would dress me back in Mexico. So mm-hmm. here I am going into um, like a public school in the States wearing leather shoes with, uh, I think. Looking fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> had leather shoes. And I think at one point I had to wear orthopedic shoes. So my shoes were not yeah. only leather, but they were like on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> so it was or like whatever like they were like platform shoes sometimes um and then i had like these little short shorts with a matching polo in the same fabric the same color and sometimes it would come with a cardigan so it was like a whole and it would be like a tan it was very like like picnic in some sort of like park or something very like waspy almost which is really funny so um <laughs> And so here I am in these little outfits and then these kids would just approach me and they would just ask me all of these questions. So some of the questions would be like, are you poor? And I, and this, I think this is where I started developing my, um, my sarcastic kind of like defense mechanisms. Um, because people were like, you know, but they would ask me like, are you poor? And I'm like, no, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't, you don't even know what the hell that some of those terms yeah. mean. And I'm like, no, and I don't know, I don't, you know, whatever. And then they're like, well, you always show up to school in your underwear. Because my shorts were so short (laughs) that they thought, (laughs) that they thought it was my underwear. This is like the 90s. So like, you know, people were wearing like shorts below their, below their knees, like Mm -hmm. by their calves or whatever. And they were like baggy or, or they had like all these freaking pockets everywhere. Yeah. And here I am with... I'm European. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, that kind of... Those kind of questions. And then I was like, Mom, these people are wearing these things called jeans and um, sneakers and T-shirts. And I'm like, we're going to have to acclimate to this culture. (laughs) Um, So then... The weather here is different. Yeah. And so I started like, you know, kind of doing that. Or they would ask me if I was a wet back. Um, and I was like, I don't know what that, like, again, I don't know what that is. And they're like, well, my dad says that, you know, anybody, cause you know, you go to class and they're like, this is our new student angel from Mexico. Yeah. And it's like, my dad says that all Mexicans swim across the ocean to come to the America. And then that was that, I think my, like, I could see my cute little young gay self just kind of like popping a neck or something like saying well first of all you need to tell your dad that there's no ocean between mexico and the united <laughs> states that's one secondly we flew here from mexico into disneyland so there you go thirdly i don't even know how to swim which i still don't really think i know how to properly swim those are one of the stereotypes that i stay away from swimming jumping over things like fences or walls, mm-hmm. um, running. But not fixing cars. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't believe I totally changed the tire <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. I was, like, so impressed. You're like, I so... know, me too. I was like, but you're 
You're joking, right? You've got, <laughs> you've got someone from the side of the road, and you're like, can you I the almost diner? was going to cross the street and ask these people that seem to have, like, a mechanic shop inside of their garage. Um, <laughs> I was going to be like, um, excuse me, how do you take off this star bolt <laughs> that has, like, a star-shaped thing in there? Like, I don't know how to do that. Uh, this one looks different. Yeah. It was prettier, um, but it looked different. Yes, prettier, but it looked different. Well, that's good. Um, okay. Well, let's see. I don't remember what hmm. we were talking about. We talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Coming out. So, um, bullying... Okay, so the so the culture that I kind of grew up in was predominantly Hispanic. Mostly of those Hispanics was Mexican. So, like, let's say my high school was 99.9% Hispanic. Point one was other, which included white, black, Asian, and the other others. Um, and we had about, like, 9,000 students. Um, the, you know, they would sometimes be, like, on a track system. The school itself was, I think, at one point, a university. Um, so it was oh. kind of like a fairly big campus. Um, Richie Valens from La Bamba went there. I think that's the only person that I know. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, it was different because I don't, the, the way that I grew up was not like kind of what you see now where it was like th- this violent, um, in your face, like bullying or mm-hmm. like this mean kind of taunting. It was very different. Like the, or maybe it was just. I don't know, because I was wearing all these, like, little short shorts. Um, So I would have guys, like, that were, like, super, like, buff and, like, muscular and, like, very um, hetero appearing, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. very, like, hetero representation and, like, very masculine and Mm -hmm. athletic and blah, blah, blah. Or, like, in a gang, even, sometimes. And they would, like, sit next to me in class because they're like, oh, you're going to help me, well, you know, whatever, because you're, like, smart and I'm not. Or, But sometimes they were actually really smart, but they would just play dumb because it just kind of helped their image, which is yeah, so stupid. Um, but during that time, like, during class, all of a sudden I would feel, like, a hand on my lap. And, like, it would just be, like, running up my leg. Have I ever told you this? I don't know. Okay, so it would, like, just, like, run (laughs) up my leg. And it was just kind of, like, you like this. This is who, you know, like, right? Because this is who you are. So I was, like, Mm -hmm. am I being, like, molested or, like, raped here? Like, it was just seemed very... Okay, so... (laughs) Whatever, I'm just going to do it. So... (laughs) It was a very, it was a weird combination of like a violation slash arousal. Yeah. Which it's like I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this, but it feels really good. Yes, which is very confusing for people and especially yeah. children. So, um, if you're like out there and you know like these experiences happen to you, your body naturally has a reaction of sensation. Um, and just because something feels good, it doesn't mean that it's always right. Yeah. Um, which is super hard, I think, for, um, under, like, you know, kids and stuff like that. Well, you're a kid. You don't understand your body yet. Like, you're like, oh, my God, this feels good. But wait, this is wrong. Yeah. Like, and you don't know that. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like that. Um, 
there was like a it was almost like I wasn't really necessary because okay so I didn't start growing facial hair I don't think until like after high school um or if I had some fuzz during high school I, I didn't have arm like body hair like armpit hair or anything like that like I don't think I grew armpit until I was 24 um so, <laughs> so having like a baby face and just kind of like having I think those kind of like softer features they just kind of related to me like more feminine than masculine so mm-hmm. they would do I th- you know their behavior was kind of similar to like how they would act towards like girls so it was like a lot of like flirtation weirdness you know um no i have no idea <laughs> kind of sexually driven so yeah. um it wasn't and i'm gonna preface this with the fact that i'm I, as much as you're gonna hear me say things against white people i'm not racist <laughs> it's just kind of like this lingo which i should probably be more aware of but um it wasn't until i came to las vegas where the school was predominantly white that the other confrontations kind of began like you know the 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 throwing out like the word the f word or whatever or mm-hmm. you know just kind of like i'm gonna like the, the whole like i'm gonna wait for you after class by like the the flagpole kind of nonsense it's like does this really happen like it was just such a cultural like shift yeah and i'm like is this like for real i thought this was like on tv so you white people like legit like this is how you (laughs) act (laughs) that's how i mean some of the things that you know were said to me was like that in, in missouri and it's just like oh like yeah, yeah it. it was just like, I'm like, no, I thought it was just white people on TV, but I guess white people in person are very similar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was just very different. In high school in California, um, hi, Olivia. Um, in high school in California, like, it was just cool to be cool. Like, it was just you being individual was just cool. So, like, um, we would pride ourselves at, like, shopping at, like, thrift stores and, like, you know, finding... Whoever would come up with the most creative thing for like the least. Well, you of... also went to like school in the nineties, right? Like... Yes. Yeah. Um. So wait, was that a thing back then? Like <laughs> thrift stores? Well, no. Like I feel like, like high school back then, was more like nine oh two and oe like. The cool kid, or like. Like individuality, creative, yeah, artistic. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Well, true because the music was very representative of that like everybody was like everybody that i was around was like very into like alternative music or yeah um that kind of yeah so i could see that um so you know we would just kind of pride ourselves on that and then i would come here i mean granted that i moved to a desert and i was wearing like these gigantic fur coats and (laughs) um that i would get at thrift stores um it was just kind of like I think I kind of stood out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just like, oh, we're thrift stores. What's that? Like, why would you go to a thrift store? It's like, because uh, there yeah. are cool clothes there. Yeah. Um, there are sometimes. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It was just di- different. Moving when I think I had, like, my first pseudo conference, like, f- you know, almost fight. Like, this guy literally was, what the hell was his name? I don't even remember now. Um he was like you know like waiting for me and like gonna hunt me down and i was like uh okay you try that i'm leaving 
kids yeah high school here was like not the business except for miss montalvo she was amazing um she was this um multicultural literature professor teacher and uh she was also like very spiritual and she like brought a lot of that into her classroom and yeah. that was like her and mr blackburn were like my saving grace like it was just um i had i had like the spirituality kind of just being fulfilled through her and then uh, Mr. Blackburn kind of just challenged my intellect and encouraged me to just, you know, um, fulfill my potential. So that, that was good. Other than that, um, I hated everybody. So you don't stay in contact with anyone from high school? My friend, um, Tara, she, wait, which high school? Both, actually. My friend Tara from here... Um, she lives in London now. Um, she's going to get married this summer to her woman. Um, she comes to visit um, every now and then. Her uh, grandparents, unfortunately, passed away. So she doesn't really have like a whole lot of ties back here anymore. But um, we <laughs> stay in contact through... like. Um, Facebook or whatever, whenever she comes back in town, like I try to see her as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have friends from California high school, like Elvia. I still talk to her. Um, Blanca, like, well, Jeline, she goes by now. <laughs> but you talk to them like regularly? No. No, it's all like message, you know, like how it is kind of like on social media messaging and stuff like that. Well, like just recently, someone added me on Facebook as like from high school mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, I kind of remember your face. And then a bunch of more people, cause my settings are like private. So only friends of friends could in like, yeah. Add I, me mine is like that too, but I have to do that profession for whatever professional oh, reasons. Yeah. And so many people have lately have been like adding me from high school and I'm like, I don't talk to you. Like, <laughs> We were, we were like never, we were never friends. Like you've never been to my house. You've never met my family. I don't know what you do. Like, why are you adding me as a friend on Facebook? Yeah. And like, I get it that it's just like a connection, but at the same time, like. You don't need it. I don't need to see your personal stuff. Yeah. And you don't really want to, you don't care to see my personal stuff. Like, I don't care to see your personal stuff. I don't know you. I think it's just like a notch on, on the Facebook climb of friends. Yeah. But, I mean, I also don't think it's bad. I mean, like, I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't judge them for being like, ugh, why do you want to be my friend now when you weren't my friend in high school? <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like, oh, yeah, that girl's face looks familiar. I kind of know who you are. Yeah. Like, we may have had a class and talked to each other once, but I f- it's it's 11 years later and you're trying to be friends with me? Like, what? Ha- I haven't talked to you in 11 years. Why yeah, especially you if you didn't have, like, a connection. Yeah. Um, all of the people on my Facebook and stuff like that, or like whatever Instagram, I've had like moments with, you know, like I can tell you stories about like laughter and like tears and like yeah. me being over their house or them being over my house, well, me being over their house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like things like that. Like Sarah, like I've, uh, there's, um, I've known her since elementary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to go over her house and I can still smell like how her house smells like. 
um, and I can still feel like the dew drops of like the morning because we would sleep outside on the dra- on her trampoline. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all of that, like I can um, like vividly remember going to like Raging Waters and me spending all of my money on these other two girls that didn't have money, and I was like, okay, now what am I gonna eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I took like literally like spend all my money on these two girls because they their parents didn't like send them to they sent them to Raging Waters with like no money and granted like my family didn't have money <laughs> at that time um, and I'm like oh here let me buy you food and then I'm like oh well now I have nothing to eat with and then you don't ever talk to them again <laughs> yeah and did they offer me any of theirs no no ugh. Well, I yeah. need to learn social media is funny <laughs> I mean it's it's good when it, and it comes in handy when I'm like. I need people to listen to my podcast. Yes. Or like, well, um, in that same tone, like, it's good when you need somebody. F- okay, so it's good when you need, like, a support group of people that are, you know, like, allies or they have, you know, the same type of feelings as you. But then it's, cl- like, you know, the opposite yeah. of that is just horrible because it's, like, yeah. all of the haters well, that hide behind their non-existing yeah, well, profile Yeah, there's pictures. also been a couple of people that have been my friend like have added me as a friend on facebook from high school Uh and now we're no longer friends i don't delete them but i'm pretty sure they've gone through and deleted me well if you haven't deleted them then they must have right yeah but they're also like extremely like religious no well they might be but they're like bro-y masculine okay kids from school that i was like I've I was never really friends with you, so I don't mind that you're not my friend anymore. But like, you added me as a friend. Like, you should you should like. Well, how was your? How were you in high school? Like, did you were you like as fabulous and amazing now, or were you a little bit more subdued? I was more subdued, but I also didn't like. Like, I got picked on in, in school, but I also didn't fit into, like, any of the cliques. I kind of, like, had friends all over. So I, like, bounced around from... Okay. Because like I didn't want anyone to, like... Or... Well, I didn't want anyone to, get like, really get to know me. Mm-hmm. And then... So I was like, okay, I'm done with you. Go to the next group. Done with you. Go to the next group. And I just kind of bounced around all through high school. Yeah. Because I think about... Sometimes when people say, like, social butterfly, I'm like... But- butterflies are really fragile. I wonder if that's where that term comes from. Well, have I never given you... Have I never told you to read this book that I read when it was coming out? Okay, but... Okay, I'll get you the audio book. Okay. Um, But it's called The Velvet Rage, Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World. Uh Uh-uh. And the second guy I actually dated Uh um, was working at Barnes & Noble and gave it to me. And ever since, I was like... This book is amazing. Wait, like, like dated, like incognito, like dated, or you were just hooking up? Like, it was in high, it was in, it was in college. Mm. Um, it, we dated for like I don't know, like two months. It was like, Low- it was nothing. It was still when I was like experimenting with like who to date. As the kids would say now, was it low key dating? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, he gave me this book. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter okay. who, when, or who, or whatever. But the best thing that came from it was that he gave me this book called uh, The Velvet Rage, Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World, and it's written by this guy named Alan Downs, and he's a gay psychologist in... 
I think he used to live in San Francisco, but now he lives in L.A., which is funny because I want him to come on the podcast. Um, but I read this book, and in the first chapter, I was in tears. Second chapter, I was in tears. Third chapter, I was just like, oh, my God. Every single... So he writes about like what it's like to come out and live gay in a straight world, and all of these he he uses stories from his clients in the book and every time these people tell the story mm-hmm. it's like they're telling my story okay. and it's cra- it's crazy because like he'll be like oh this person you know was like a social butterfly or whatever and it's because they didn't want people to get close to them because they di- you didn't want to like be found out yeah. Same thing with like grades. You you weren't like the best and you weren't the worst. You kind of like did enough that you weren't the bad kid or the good kid. You didn't want anyone to like notice you. You just kind of wanted to fly below the radar so no one would think you were weird or different or anything yeah. like that. And all of these stories that these other people are telling, I'm like, that was exactly going on. That's exactly how I felt. But in those moments, you feel alone that no one's ever gonna like understand you or go through the same things you did. And like reading this whole book, I just felt like there was this whole other group of people that knew exactly what I was going through and like I wasn't alone. Yeah. And it was so good. And I don't know why it's not like out there more, but like any time I meet someone who's like just come out gay or whatever, I'm like, you need to read this book. Like I don't even read that much, but like this book like made me feel like so good about being myself and comfortable and being gay it sounds good yeah it's really good it's really really good so you should you should get it okay is that what you're looking up right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's like that the over rage why does this keep happening to me and then the half empty heart is that his other books yeah um Yeah, I've always been very fortunate to, like, have, like, but your family is super supportive. So, how... My family? No. Your mom seems, like, really cool. Uh, my mom, yes. Well, that's really now. all that matters. I mean, who else? <laughs> yeah, but when I told my dad, like, that that did not go over well. Oh, uh, well, you know, I don't take all. that the, that participant yeah. into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I say family, but... I mean your mother. <laughs> Yeah, but well, she. I mean, she told me it was a phase, and that I'd get over. Oh, it. she did. Yeah, <gasps> I did not know this. Yeah, she told me a phase. No, it, wait, I did. I get over it, and then, like the next time we talked about it, she was like, "Are you the boy or the girl in the relationship?" And I was like, "One, I know you're asking this question because you want to sound more open, like you want to know about me." Uh-huh. Two, you don't want to know the answer to that question. Like, re- you don't want, you don't really want to know that. Yes, she does. And if you're gonna say boy, she yeah, she does. If I want, if I'm gonna say boy, but like she do- at the same time, like we we're not that close that like my mom doesn't want to hear that I have sex. Okay, like that doesn't exist. Like, like I told her I was on prep, and she was like, "Well, why?" And I was telling her, and she's like, "Well." I mean, I don't know if that, like, are you sure that's safe? And I'm like, well, if I'm not on it, like, 
that's more of a risk. The fact that I'm on it is like an extra layer of protection. So, I mean, for her, it was just complete. It was like, what? Yeah. But I try to be open and stuff. But it's hard. I think it's difficult to see your. Okay, so I kind of like I can empathize with parents. Like, it's difficult to see your child growing up. Period. Right. Yeah. And then you see all of these things on on TV about, you know, like homophobia and like hate crimes and all of these things, diseases that are like unexplained and somehow get latched on to like a certain group of people. Um, So it's hard for them to protect you, you know, against all of these things. So it's like they feel... I feel I don't know I just feel like they, they feel like maybe they're not parent enough or they're not doing their job or they didn't do their job because mm-hmm. in all actuality um I feel that you will not truly understand I don't I don't know if I like saying this but I think that it I just this is how I feel um that you will you don't really truly understand being someone unless you're that person as much as, you know, they're, you know, like, as much as I love my mother and as love as much as I love, you know, my family who's very supportive and stuff, um, sometimes I don't feel that um, it's like 100% grasped, you know, like the whole, I feel that in the back of people's minds, there's like an inkling of like, well, something had to have happened in order for you to turn out this way. Like, either mm-hmm. you somehow... F- decided to make a choice to be this way or, you know, some, like somehow, you know, not having a father in your life or being molested or whatever, like these are all like explanation because there has to be an explanation. There has to be an explanation for you to turn out different or whatever. Um, so it, it, I know that it's not easy for people to completely like wrap their brain around because, um, and then now, you know, um, with the transgender movement coming up, that's really throwing people for a loop. Um, yeah. Because it's like, I barely had the other ones. Now you're throwing one that's even more dynamic than anything yeah. else before before, before that. Um, so it's like, I could see where, where people are like, just make up your mind, you know? Like, yeah. what is it that you are? Who are you people? Or, you know, what are you... It's tough for people to understand it. Yeah. It's really tough. Because it's not, it's not like an, it's not like a, it's not like an intellectual understanding, I don't think. It's just like, this is how you feel and how do you intellectualize that? Like, how do you, how do you put that into a dictionary or whatever? You know, like how, like how do you describe, like, like, I guess you could describe hunger, but like, it's like describing all these emotions and pains. It's going to be different for like everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, your sati- like whatever being satiated or whatever, like it might be different for me, like um I you know, or whatever, my sadness is different. Yeah. Um I don't know. So I, I get that. Like it's it's not the easiest thing for for parents, especially if you don't really completely understand. Yeah. Um not that I'm promoting like um you know, like abandonment or like ignorance or not like w- willingness to like educate yourself and like loving someone. Yeah. Um, 
but if you don't have those resources and you don't have that ability to just kind of like reach out or learn or whatever um it unfortunately leads to um mm-hmm. lack of knowledge and then that could just be like hatred or whatever or s- people are scared because they don't they can't they can't define it they can't understand it so fear let's do that that's what that works yeah well angel this has been a good talk that's it yeah it's already been I feel an like, hour and 15 minutes i don't even feel like we said anything what did we say we, how did i meet you where did we go, uh, where did we go? Crazy things who are you <laughs> um no it's been great um and that's the good thing about these is like once you get on a roll and you get comfortable it's like they just keep going and then we just keep talking and that's why i decided to make them an hour and not half an hour because i'm like there's way there's way too much to talk about in half an hour but it is but we're gonna have you on again um in another episode or i'm gonna have you on again i don't know who this we you were talking about (laughs) you and your company me and my company (laughs) um i'll have you on again and we'll talk more um about something I'm we sure. didn't even get to talk about like sexual escapades yeah i know all kinds of crazy things that we did we not together to... no not together <laughs> well no no <laughs> no there were those there were those crazy um runaround phone calls that you would do at the hotel oh yeah but that's like different that's different <laughs> that's not crazy um yeah we didn't get to talk about all of those yeah well don't give it away crazy okay We'll, we'll have you on again. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Um, is there anything you want to say to people listening before we leave? Where can is they... Is this going to be on Mother's Day? Because if it is, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yes, it'll be on Mother's Day. Um, if they want to ask you questions, because you have your website where you respond oh, to some questions. Which, yeah, I can... Um... So I think I was kind of vague, which is kind of like my style. <laughs> Um, but I am a student for marriage and family therapy and I have a website, but it's not necessarily like, it can't be like professional advice because I'm not licensed for that yet, but it's more like friend advice with a professional outlook. (laughs) And what's your URL? It's, um, angel on the eighth day.com. With That's what the URL number. means, right? Yeah. Um, it could be the num. It could be spelled out like eighth, or the number eight th day. Really? I believe I bought both of them. Don't you remember you were giving me a hard time and you're like, "Why did you buy both?" E i g h t h. No, that doesn't do anything. What the f? Angel. How do you spell eighth? E i g. I just spelled it for you. Oh, it does. I apparently just don't know how to spell, so it works. And then okay. there's a picture of you jumping. Yes. Um, and that's how you know you're on the right page. Yeah. Um, yeah, and should be yellow, right? Still, kind of, I love yellow-ish. Kinda. It, it's like yellow and orange-ish. Yeah. Yeah. This guy named John kind of worked it up for me. Whipped it up. <laughs> Whipped it up. But, Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll talk to you 
tomorrow and bug you about something else. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Kisses.